Hi, this is Greg Fish, and welcome along to my new limited series podcast, where I'll be reading a few chapters from my book, Because I'm Richard's Son. It's a book about how my relationship with my dad shaped my life. It's for those of us who've often felt like we just can't measure up. Perhaps it will help you put the pieces of your story together. If you'd like to know more about my book, you can check it out at CorbinFosterMedia.com. That's CorbinFosterMedia.com. Now today's episode, Bluegill. There's a ripe and ready time of the morning when the sunlight has barely breached the horizon and the bluegill are hungry and searching for a meal. If you hit just the right farm pond at just the right moment, while the summer day is still cool and fresh, you might be in for the fish fight of your life. You'll wrestle your poles and bug spray into a tiny john boat and push out into the water. Or perhaps you'll settle into an inner tube with rubber flippers on your feet for navigating. Either way, the goal is intentionally positioning yourself to cast towards the cattails or stick-ups. Once you place the bee moth on the hook of your keystone jig and gently fling it towards the bank, be careful not to get it tangled around a log salmon. (laughs) Grandpa introduced me to that term. When his fishing line would get caught on a branch, he would exclaim, I've caught a log salmon! Casting bluegill bait takes a certain finesse. It's lightweight and it's easy to overcast or undercast. It's embarrassing when the line whirs pathetically as the lure plops into the water a mere two feet in front of you. But as your fishing muscles awaken, the pole and the line become extensions of your being. And it's as if you can will the bait to the perfect spot. Within the first few casts of your line, you will begin to connect with whatever lies below the surface. It's not unusual for the baby bluegill to clean the bee moth off of your jig. Sometimes the babies will take full hold of the hook and come out of the water crying for their mother. You can only remove them from the snare and return them to the murky water with a quick flick of your wrist. Soon, if a keeper is lurking and hungry, you're in for one of the great thrills of your day. When a pan-ready bluegill takes the bait and you properly set the hook, you will think you have a 10-pound whopper on the line. The bluegill is a fighter. He may not be the largest of the freshwater fish, but he puts up a big boy struggle. Bring him on in, son. Bring him in. Dad would laugh as he cheered me on in the battle between fishes. It was a competition to see if the water-dwelling variety had enough moxie to elude the man who bore the last name Fish. That one's a keeper, son, Dad would proclaim. I can clean that one just fine. And he could. Dad was a fish-cleaning virtuoso. Whether the catch of the day was sparse or bountiful, Dad would whiz through one fish after the other with lightning speed. He would lay the fish out, skin it, fillet it, then flip aside the remains in what surely must have been record time. Bluegill was our favorite fish to eat. 
Bass was wonderful. Crappies were just fine. Even the occasional catfish was a joy to sizzle up in the pan. But to our humble estimation, none were better than our favorite member of the sunfish family, the beautiful bream bluegill. Some of the best memories of my life are of Dad and me wetting a line on peaceful waters. The two of us didn't always get along in my growing up years. I was different. I would rather play my guitar than work on a car with him. I was lousy at catching a baseball, and I had no interest in hunting. But there was fishing. I loved it. And those fishing trips with Dad are among the gold in the treasure chest of my mind. From time to time, those sweet memories of my father return. When the day is ripe and ready, and the conditions are good, when the waters are still and the line goes deep, my heart will latch on to another story of bygone days. As I reel it into my mind, somewhere in the distance, Dad still cheers me on. That one's a keeper, son! Bring it in! Dad has been gone for too many years now. I, I say gone, but I know right where he is. He's still encouraging me from the banks of heaven, if such a divine observation is allowed. Dad is in my heart, occasionally in my actions, and always in my character. I love the keepers. They sustain me. They feed my soul. Those beautiful memories serve as navigation points for my journey through life. Today, once again, I paddle my boat into position and I artfully fling the line of my pole into the cattails of time. I anxiously wait for the next recollection to take hold, and then I relish what I recall. And I never take those memories for granted. They help me to understand the ancient words from the Bible a bit better. Lead me by your truth and teach me for you are the God who saves me. Psalm 25.5, New Living Translation. We are all taught by the collection of ideologies that we learn to be true. Some will relate to my stories of dad and some will find them to be foreign and strange. But each of us has learned from our stories and encounters with life. My journey with dad taught me to understand that God's words are true and I can learn from them and find my sense of direction. I don't need a fishing pole in my hand to remember how to cast bluegill bait. It's muscle memory. Give me a pole and a pond and I can find my target. I can finesse my way to the prize. I learned how to do this because I've learned of the trustworthiness of my Father in heaven. I've learned this because of the dependability of my earthly father. I know there is hope because I'm Richard's son.